We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast. I, as most of the time, am your host, Eric Bertzloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty Trades. I made that uh, intro correct, guys. I made it correct this time. See, You're a little gun-shy after Scott, Scott called Fitch you out. Was. Scott Fitch was Scott Fitch, as he fixes shows. Uh, instead of Eric saying, as always, we, he now says, as most of the time. So, And I also cut in front of Dan, because you know that's what I do on the Dynasty Tradecast. So, Dan, I was waiting. Can- I was waiting. I was giving you the The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Option to go first. I pump faked. And you guys still talked over each other. Incredible. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We are joined by a fantastic host in TJ Calkins. Calkins? Cal- is that is that correct, TJ? Yeah, Calkins. Calkins. Like maybe I should be two L's, but the Welsh, you know, they spell it that way. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, he's going to be joining us. Uh, he writes for two QBs, DLF. Uh, you do the Dynasty Command Center. We had uh, 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 yeah, yeah, we had um, yeah, we had Curtis on, and he he uh, he does the same thing, right? He does the Command Center for you guys too. Yep. Sure does. Yeah, you guys, you guys got a whole thing happening there, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I guess are we, is are we out of things? That's what four things I just plugged for you. Yeah, hey, now we're good. Everybody's Plus happy. Power hour, right? Yeah, oh yeah, he he plugged it himself. He plugged the power hour himself. He didn't didn't let me talk. I thought you were trying to think of it. Sorry. BCT. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I must have. TJ, uh, I uh, I I creamed you in uh in our in our Disney league, and you know I, I feel like we've buried the hatchet over some Christmas sales here, so. Uh, Cheers to you, sir. We both got Christmas ales. If you at home have a Christmas ale, uh, feel free to raise it to your uh, raise it to your your speaker there. Okay, um, uh, let's go ahead and just at the top of the show, we'll get to a real quick schedule thing. Um, we are going to be off the air next week. Uh, for those of you keeping score, Monday is Christmas, so uh, we were talking about ways to force a show in, and then we quickly realized that we don't think anybody would really even be listening to that. Um, so this will this will be the show kind of for your traveling for Christmas, and then we'll be back uh, on New Year's Day. So uh, don't distress if you are just a week off. So I uh, just wanted to let you know. So on top of that, I also want to let you know uh, that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage. That's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your description gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content that helps support the pod. Uh, you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com or slide into those Twitter DMs at rotovizradio. Okay, guys, um, it's championship week. We should all pretty much know which championships we're in. So going around the table, how many championship games did we make this year? I'll start us off, and I'll say that I'm currently in one. And then, uh, as, as we talked about last week, everyone loves live tweeting, live talking of Monday Night Football. But I basically I need Peyton Barber and uh, Demonte Freeman to outscore Mike Evans the rest of the way, and then I get a second one, which is the RSO. Listener league for the uh, Dice Street cast, so you know getting in that in that final would be definitely a fun one. But uh, Dan, who lost in the RSO, listen, he got outscored by like ninety by some some dude who had uh, Kareem Hunt and Gurley. So that was fun. Uh, Dan, what do you have to say for yourself losing to a person scoring one ninety? Um, you know that's that's the way the playoffs go. Um, yeah. I I didn't really belong in the playoffs in that league. I don't think, anyways. But you know, I'll take uh, th- uh, third place. Maybe we'll see. Um, but more importantly than my getting booted out of the RSO league is that I could potentially make it to the finals in the Scott fish bowl. Uh, I've got a sizable lead, but there's one person that can, can catch me that has, uh, Matt Ryan, Mike Evans and Mohamed Sanu. Uh, it's a pretty big gap to make up, but anything that happens, I'm not getting my hopes up yet. Uh, but I'm, I'm so close. So very yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah. Are you no. in the same conference as Hurley? Is that who? What no, JP's in another one. I I think um, I, I'm in the '90s bracket, and I'm out of the Buzz Lightyear division. So I I won my division, um, and I'm hoping to come out of the conference. So we'll we'll see. Dude, I'm rooting for you. I'm ready for you, Dan. I want you. We want a championship okay. podcast. Belt. I know That'll my be... Gun Gretch is live too. So rooting for him. He's nice. a there we go. TJ, we're putting you on the spot. Did you make any finals this year? Yeah, I'm in six, man. Six? How many leagues? Jesus Christ. I think I'm at 24 leagues. So. 
That's pretty good. It's not exactly a high number. I, I swear it would have been eight. I lost uh, two matchups on the same play, and it was an overturn because Jesse James is an idiot. <laughs> okay, hey, Jesse James, 100% caught the football. I the, That's the dumbest yeah. thing of all time. Worst I mean, he does caught it too, but that was the last time he mattered, so... Uh, actually God. second worst second worst rule ever the 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 worst rule is the um the touchback if the if you fumble into the end zone or whatever <laughs> yeah. i don't know i'm fine with that rule honestly i mean come on he has possession his knee is on the ground how is that not a catch if it, at worst it's a fumble after the fact and then he recovers the fumble and complete the process Ugh, it's, yeah um, we have an entire the catch process. rule is so broken man they need they need work there Horrible, horrible. And I hate the Steelers, mind you. And I was still kind of upset about it. Like, I was rooting adamantly against the Steelers. And, uh, yeah, and still I'm like, that is some crap. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I didn't want him to win. I just had Roethlisberger go in those spots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it cost – yeah, that sounds like it cost more than one league there. Uh, Come so. to think of it, one of them, this is even the sicker part, I didn't lose until the interception. <laughs> the minus one on the interception actually oh, is what no. changed it over. That's absolutely brutal. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Kick the ball is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm in, I made two finals out of like ten, so you're doing better than I am, TJ. That's a better ratio than uh, than mine. But luckily, it's two of the higher money leagues that I'm in, so I didn't like place in one of my twenty dollar buy-ins. At least it was like a couple hundred dollar buy-in leagues. So <laughs> that helps. That nice. definitely helps. I think. I think I made the playoffs in nine, uh, semifinals in six, and I'll make it to the finals in three. The one that really hurt was Kadoosh, Nathan, the league where we make fun of Nathan. Um, because I, I, my, what's really funny is my bench, if I would have created a lineup of nine, would have outscored everybody in the entire league. And I lost by like 15 points with my actual lineup because of i think jared cook and ben roethlisberger Four managed sweet combo yeah no i'm i'm the worst fantasy football coach in the universe <laughs> great gm great gm get me get me in the in the front office but do not give me the play sheet okay um okay well let's let's go ahead and dive into the show here um this is going to be probably our last week of the format we're in which is much more of like a news and notes dynasty uh format um, and then once we're back in the new year, we'll kick over to, uh, to our off season format. Where we kind of talk general strategy and, uh, and also, uh, play some fun games. So we'll have that back. So we'll have to bring TJ back for some accents, uh, in that, in that setting. So, um, on that note, let's go ahead and talk Jimmy G. Um, he looks like he's going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the, the NFL next year. Uh, what are your guys thoughts? So we talked about a few weeks ago when he had first had a couple of good games. Or I, I, you know, it wasn't even a couple of games. It was one good, like, series where he got into the game at the end of the game. And I was like, all right, his super flex value has vaulted to the point of, you know, a mid-first, 106, 107. And it's within the range of outcomes where he ends up being worth an early first in super flex leagues. And maybe I'm overreacting, but uh, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that, like, you couldn't buy him for anything less than like the 104 right now. So I think that he's kind of vaulted into that early first range. I'm not sure he'll ever get to that, you know, Saquon Barkley, Darius Geis, 101, 102. But I think that people who are going to go crazy over Jimmy Garoppolo might be willing to go with that 103, 104 range, which will net you a guy like Cortland Sutton or Calvin Ridley or something like that. 
um, as I've looked at very preliminary, you know, rookie mocks that I've seen on Twitter. So I think that, and I'll say it for the bajillionth time, uh, I will be selling uh, Jimmy Garoppolo if I can get the 104 for him. But I've been saying that every step of the way with the Garoppolo's uh, uh, raise in price. So uh, tell me why I'm wrong. We'll start with TJ. I don't I don't know what to make of Jimmy G. I mean, I have not owned a share. I've not wanted a share. I was just waiting for it to actually happen, for him to be playing a game. I thought he might be relegated to being Brady's clip holder for another four years. So now he's impressing. Uh, I did not yet watch yesterday's game. Uh, I was zeroed in on the New England game and the Seattle game. I don't know why I watched the Seattle game. I had too many guys going in that game in DFS. But I had those two games on in that time slot. I didn't watch yesterday's game yet. By all accounts, he was very good again. Uh, yep, and just for the just to hop in there, he was uh, three three eighty one a TD and uh, and went thirty one for forty three. So he is he's running that offense. Yeah, and considering the pass catcher situation, I mean, Marquis Goodwin is nothing more than a journeyman. Let's be honest here, um, and an Olympic sprinter. Well, okay. <laughs> a lot of people think Tyreek Hill's better football, but I mean that's a little different. Um, back to Jimmy G. He's tied to Shanny now. I assume he's going to be in San Francisco. So, as far as superflex pricing, uh, I think you've got a QB one for a decade, man. I mean, I don't really like to go to windows outside of three, four years but he is going to be there for a very long time. Shannon's not going anywhere. And the early returns are just perfect, and they're only going to get better. So so, so are you are you advocating TJ for buying then? Is that kind of where you're at? You're at for, is the 104 I mean, Superflex or a second-round pick really what, what it takes for Jimmy G? 104 in Superflex is fine. Honestly, yeah, I think it's okay. I mean, especially if you're struggling for production, he's going to be that now. I, I mean, if Shani can get that out of Matt Ryan, he can get a hell of a lot more out of Jimmy G. Because, as everyone knows, I know Matt Ryan sucks. That was going to be my take. I love it Good. because because mediocre Ryan is is. I mean, he is what he is. He's he's not great. He's not terrible. He's somewhere in the middle. Um, I I had a bunch of super flex shares of Jimmy G in the off season, and once all of the news started stirring of a potential trade and this and that and the other thing. I started moving him for like late first and I was like, Oh my God, this is insane because I thought the same thing. I thought he was going to be, you know, the heir to the Brady throne. Um, I thought he was gonna be stuck there and I just kind of wanted to capitalize on, on some of my rookie value. And it turns out that I think I lost pretty badly on just about every single one of those trades. Um, there was a couple where I ended up, I think one of them, I ended up getting Deshaun Watson back, which was huge for a little while. And it's going to be, um, huge for the future, but yeah, I think I think Jimmy's definitely. I, I think you can call him top fifteen, sixteen, um, possibly even higher. They, you know, QB hasn't been all that great this year. There's been some guys that have flashed and, and done some things, but Jimmy's going to be really good. And, and like TJ talked about, uh, he's connected to Shanahan, and that's that's a big thing because he can make someone like Matt Ryan look like a superstar for a, a couple of years. And I think Jimmy is overall probably an actual better quarterback. 
Um, and once they start to fill out that roster, they get that defense a little bit stronger and, and you know, maybe not have to force as much, get that guy some pass catchers. We'll see what happens with Carlos Hyde. Um, he could he could do some real some real damage in the league, I think. Yeah, actually, I'm th- I think I'm riding the side of the fence with you guys as well. Um, I I might be buying Jimmy at this point. Uh, it looks like the real deal. Uh, it's I, I'm not sure I would have believed it. I have him in like two super flex leagues that I've just been like camping on him. Was never a believer. Um, and uh, man, is it coming true right now? So that's it's it's awesome. Um, and and I, poor Kirk Cousins because he is not going over there to Shanny. It is not going to happen. <laughs> All right. Spe- speaking of Carlos Hyde, um, I, we skipped over the Twitter poll, guys. So let's uh, let's go ahead and back up real quick. And the Twitter poll is live on Twitter. Uh, if you're listening to this, you will have roughly, I don't know, eight hours to go vote in it. Um, and the Twitter poll is Kenyon Drake, Nathan's, uh, Nathan's best friend, or Carlos Hyde. Um, I guess let's just real quick go around and give our takes of which side we like there and why. Go ahead, Nathan. It's your guy. I'll start us off, and this is, you know, kind of interesting because it's one guy who I have never really bought into because of his price, and one guy I heavily bought into because of his price. But I'm going to say I'll still go Hyde here because I think that he has more of the workhorse profile, the guy who's going to, you know, be less, you know, vulnerable to a, a running back coming in through free agency or the draft, even if he goes elsewhere from San Francisco and Carlos Hyde. And we just talked about Jimmy Garoppolo being, you know, the future of the San Francisco offense, so – I think I lean Hyde here um, as far as what I think the, tr- the Twitter poll will do. Uh, I'm going to predict that Twitter goes like 56 uh, Drake uh, and then 44 for Hyde. This is a, this is a really, really interesting one. Um, this is one of those where I don't think I would trade one for the other, honestly, at this point. I think they're both high-end uh, RB2s. Um, you know, we've seen some real nice flashes with Hyde. We'll see what happens if he stays in San Francisco. I'd, I'd like, I'd love that for him to be, a, you know, a Shanahan guy for the foreseeable future. You know, another four years or whatever. Um, but another thing people seem to think like the Dolphins are just going to keep, they're going to draft running back in. They put some pretty good draft capital into Kenyon Drake. Uh, I don't think people realize that he was the third round, um, third running third back the off the class. board. What second, was he second round? Uh, I think he yes. was early third or late second, and he was the third running back off the board after uh, Todd and Melvin before TJ Bosnes. Correct. Right. So uh, he's got he's got good enough draft capital built in where it's not like, well, this was just a flyer anyways. So I, I think they'd like him more than maybe we're led to believe or maybe we want to believe. Um, you know, they got rid of Jay Ajayi for a reason. He might not have been a locker room guy or whatever, but – they, I think they have a nice, a nice back in Kenyon Drake, and I think he'll be a solid RB two um, for the future. So yeah, I think this is going to be like a, like kind of like how Nathan said. I think it's going to be close. I, I'm going to say fifty two forty eight uh, Drake. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'll, I'll get on the Drake side of this, and as crazy as that sounds, but this, that's mostly an indictment of Hyde for me. Um, I, I mean, every year is going to be the Hyde year, and it's it's just ha- hasn't happened yet. He's not producing. Um, and really, aside from one game where he flashed that I can recall, maybe two games off the top of my head, uh, that he's really he's really been below average uh, when he's been healthy, and that's been a stretch too. So, uh, and, and, it, and not to mention, I don't think the 49ers are in love with him. So if he goes somewhere else, 
that's going to be hit or miss depending on where he goes. I'm not going to be thrilled about a running back in free agency gaining value. Uh, so for that, for that reason, I think I agree with you guys. Uh, or I think I agree with you, Dan, more, more specifically in, uh, in the dolphins might be sneaking around with how much they like Kenyon Drake. Uh, I mean, they did put a lot of draft capital into him and they, and he is starting to finally return dividends and that offense is starting to move. So, oh, and I'll, I'll, ju- I'll just go 50, 50. I feel like this one's close. I feel like Twitter is on one side or another of Carlos side. Yeah, as far as the Twitter poll goes, I think it's going to end up like 52-48 Drake. Uh, the way it should go is 100-0 Hyde, and it's not <laughs> close. And I'm telling you, the community is so far down on Hyde. But he has been Shanny's feature back. He has been in the Freeman role, exactly in the Freeman role, where you see a couple games where Breda gets, you know, maybe what was Tevin Coleman work. And that offense just does not yet have the tools. <laughs> it is tied to Shanty. He will be tied to Shanty going forward. And he's being used heavily in the passing game, too. I just don't see why people are so down on high, considering the workload he's getting if the production – I mean, the production has not yet come, but it will as long as he's in San Francisco. Well, I think, I think that, my, oh, go ahead, Eric. Okay. Uh, I mean, it like you really think that like you really think he's a lock to be in San Fran or even a favorite to be in San Fran next year. I, I think he's very much a favorite to be there. Uh, Joe Williams is looking like he's not going to pan out. I mean, we really don't know. The jury's completely out. Great. Uh, because yeah, he's been on the whole time, right? What's that? I said Joe, Joe Williams has been on IR the whole time, so I think it's a little. Yeah, he's been on IR, but I just going back to camp and everything. Everything came out bad. You know, it, it was, oh, my God, Shani wanted this guy, and then one day it just turned to this guy freaking sucks. So I'll say I don't disagree with you, TJ. I think, I think my valuation between the two of them ends up coming in that I, I think I'm moving Drake up that much higher because I think Hyde belongs kind of in that high-end RB2 range. I think he could definitely sneak into low-end RB1. Uh, especially if he sticks in San Francisco and they commit to him, that's that's going to be the big tell for me. Um, but by then, it'll be too late. You won't be able to buy him then. Um, so if you are a Hyde believer, uh, like I'm guessing maybe three of the four of us are, I, I think now is the time to go get him because there's going to be the question of if he leaves, there's going to be the question, do they draft, and the Joe Williams thing. And I do believe that Carlos Hyde is absolutely good enough to be the lead back there. Um, I just I've moved Kenyon Drake up that much higher, having seen him play and and watch him produce, and it's it's just kind of it's two running backs that I have a lot of faith in moving forward. Okay, I well, didn't get to Drake yet. Let, let me finish on Drake real quick. Yeah. Go ahead, DJ. Um, the last three games, Damian Williams has been out. So since the Ajayi trade, uh, Drake has had heavy workloads only when Damian Williams was out. It was a full-on timeshare when he was in. They don't have another competent back on the roster. So he's kind of getting this workload by default. And the past two seasons in Miami, Gase has seemed reluctant to commit to a lead back until he was forced to late in the year, last year with Ajayi, this year with Drake. So I'm not sure overall, no matter who it is, that he wants to have a feature back, and I think he wants to more have a committee. 
Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're you're true on. I mean, that's very true on Gase, but I'm not sure that. I mean, I think Gase, or I think uh, Drake has proven at least explosive enough that he doesn't need that full work share to have fantasy productivity. Uh, but you're right. I mean, if we're talking about people who are most likely to have the full scope of of their running back shares, Hyde is definitely on that bell cow side more than Drake is. Uh, okay, on that note, let's go ahead and pivot. Uh, let's talk about uh, about the. The Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, he is seemingly imploding with Zeke being gone. Uh, had another dud of a performance, a 212-yard and two-interception game uh, where they eked out a win, an ugly game where they eked out a win over the Raiders. Um, I know that there were rumblings a couple weeks ago, I mean as many as like six, seven weeks ago, that Dak was the number one QB overall um, in Dynasty. Is there – I mean obviously that's all dead. So. Um, what are we doing with Dak? Where are you guys actually putting him? Is, the, is it time to buy? Is it time to buy low? I view Dak as similar to how people have used the excuse with Zeke of, oh, Zeke is only doing this much in his rookie year because he has the great offensive line. And then there was the excuse, oh, Dak's only playing so well because he has Zeke. And both those things may be true, but they're going to stay consistent. The Cowboys' offensive line is continuing to get going to continue to be one of the best in the NFL for the near future. And Ezekiel Elliott is going to continue to be in Dallas and one of the best running backs in the NFL for the near future. So, yes, Zeke's not on the field right now due to suspension, but I think that him being on the field is going to heavily help, you know, Dak be one of the better fantasy quarterbacks for the next four, five, six years. So I think so that people – what, What's that, Eric? I said so he is a buy in your eyes. Right, right. right. He's, he's a buy because, I mean, yes, maybe he's not as quite as talented as maybe the, the biggest troopers of troopers have thought, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to be in the same exact situation that he was when he was putting up, you know, top six, top seven quarterback numbers. So I think that people sometimes – yes, people sometimes overreact to situation, but I think both Dak and Zeke are a case of underreacting to situation where it's like, oh, well, they're just doing this because they're in this situation. Well, the situation isn't changing, so it doesn't matter that you know we're overreacting to the situation. See, yeah, Dak isn't going anywhere. He's a low QB one, high QB two. That is what he is. Uh, as someone bitter that lost uh, lost a matchup yesterday with Des, that I I didn't need a great game. I needed twelve points. He is not going to utilize his best players. He's going to just be a robot program to give the check down easy pass. And I mean, obviously not a hundred percent of plays, but now that we have two year body of work, that's what he does. Uh, Hello. What's that? Hello, Cole Beasley. (laughs) I mean, Beasley Witten. Oh, look, Terrence Williams is open. You know, Oh, Bryce Butler touchdown. He gets a play call. He rarely gets to a second read, never the third read. And if it's a risky throw, I mean, he is Alex Smith. And it's just not going there. And because of this, Des is dead. Sell him. Well, I, th- I think we have the name of our episode here. And I think it is Dak Prescott is Alex Smith is, I think, what uh, <laughs> what we'll do for the uh, – for the for the title there, but uh, I mean, I can't. I guess I can't disagree. Is he looks he looks dependent on the players around him, so he's not transcending the situation he's in. Which I mean, what all but 
only what two, three quarterbacks in the whole league can can do that. So I mean, it's not it's not necessarily a huge knock on Dak. I mean, the pieces around you are, are important, but um, I guess then let's let's circle back and ask actual dynasty value. Um, Nathan, you mentioned you would buy him. I mean, what's what's a price tag that you would be looking to buy Dak for right now in a super flex and in a uh, single QB league? Well, if I'm going to give up a high first for a quarterback in Superflex, it's not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be Dak Prescott. And I think that, Interesting. honestly, you can probably get him for, like, the 102, 103, which is not too far away from what uh, TJ said he would give up for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but in, in reality, I think that he's he's obviously better by one quarterback where you can get him for, like, an early to mid-second. That's a, a solid value for him there. Uh, but um, I, I know Dan is a Dak guy, so I, I would definitely be interested to see his take, his take here. Yeah, it, it's it's been tough to watch him this year. Um, you know, no Zeke obviously hurts because teams can just focus on one thing and one thing only, and that's stopping Dak. Um, but when you when when Zeke's in there, that offense is much more dynamic. Um, I I still I, I probably have too much weight in on it, but the the play call is coming in, and and I mean, there's no creativity. Jason Garrett's absolutely awful, um, and that's that's not to excuse Dak's poor play. He's been bad this year, plain and simple. Um, when, when Zeke's been out, he's been bad because he hasn't had that comfort zone. He hasn't had, you know, that, that extra guy that defenses have to worry about, um, because no one's worried about Des running beyond them. Um, they need to move him into the slot and, and let him dominate the way that other, you know, really good wide receivers that just kind of slowed up at the end of their career, like Anquan Bolden and, and Larry Fitzgerald that we're seeing now. I think Des is that kind of guy and I think you got to move him there and that'll help Dak out a lot, but, um, I think he's significantly more than a game manager. We we saw throws last year for sure, a little bit earlier this year, uh, of him going down the field and being comfortable doing it. The problem is, is they're not calling those plays all that often. If you look at the route trees that that he's throwing, there's there's no change. Everything slants or or mid crosses. Nothing's there's no go, there's no posts. There's no goes. I mean, if there's a go route, it's Terrence Williams, and you're not going to throw that pass. Um, you know, it will. I'd like to see Bryce Butler emerge a little bit. I still want to see them bring in an actual number two. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not worried about Dak um, because, like Nathan said, Zeke's going to be there, and and that's the big difference. What I would like to see, and I think would actually help his value, is for them to get rid of Jason Garrett. But that's a whole different conversation. Um, but there's, there's, I think that's realistically not going to happen. I mean, they've had too much success, and he can. I mean, he can at least deflect that it's not that it's not on him. I'm just, I'm just speaking realistically. And I mean, I don't think that's Garrett's right. a good coach, but I, I think that he's, he's bought too much rope at this point. Well, the big issue with that is that he's a perfect puppet boy for Jerry Jones. Uh, and that's just plain and puppet simple how, how that whole situation works. So uh, okay. I think I'm right. I think I'm right with Nathan uh, super flex values. Uh, I would much rather give up a one Oh four to get, to get Dak Prescott than I would for Jimmy G. Um, I don't think it's a bad price, honestly, for Jimmy. That's maybe a little bit high for for my uh, taste, but I think Dak can definitely. I would definitely be interested in that in superflex leagues, um, and yeah, one QB leagues. I'm probably going to have every single league is going to have Dak Prescott during the off season uh, because if I can throw a mid second and get Dak, easy money. Yeah, I mean it's definitely worth going around and shopping shopping for Dak when your uh, when your leagues turn back on, which should be after your fantasy playoff, by the way, um, after your Super Bowl next week or the week following. You got to petition your commission to turn back on Dynasty Trade because um, there's no reason it shouldn't exist then. Okay, well while we're while we're talking about uh, while we're talking about two QB leagues, and 
next leagues. Let's let's go around and maybe just talk about some of our stashes that we have on our team or players that we're uh, that we're holding on to kind of sneakily uh, going into next season. So I'll kick to TJ first. I know he's excited about his guy. I am, man, and uh, I'm pretty sure there's a Denver guy here. I am. I'm my guy. I have stashed everywhere. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, you look at the state of their quarterback situation, and <laughs> they have nothing. Chad Kelly was the most talented player uh, going into last year's draft class, uh, maybe save for Mahomes. Uh, obviously, Watson has shot up. I see your face, Nathan. Chad, Kelly, <laughs> Chad Kelly is the Joe Mixon in the quarterback position. I mean, he should have been the first player taken. It was not because of other things. That's it. I mean, get him on your team at all costs. They will have to invest elsewhere, and they will have to keep him off the field. To be fair, I think all costs equals your waiver wire, is unless you're in a league. <laughs> I think you can just go pick him up if you want. Yeah. Um, which I mean, that's valid. It's valid. Um, all right, I guess let's kick. Let's kick to Nathan. That is that's a deep stash, Nathan. Can you top that? I don't think I can top that, but I mean, I can say in in one league where I have a contract league where I it, basically I get penalized for for cutting a guy, but I still have Brad Kai on the roster. So <laughs> <laughs> you were making faces at me. <laughs> well, having Brad Kai on a roster is different from saying that Chad Kelly was the best quarterback in the 2017 quarterback class. <laughs> that's 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 not – honestly, I'm going to stand up for TJ a little bit here. That's not far from the truth. Going into that process, before we learned how big of an asshole he was and, and injuries and whatever, that dude's talented. He can absolutely play. Um, I really, really like that stash, TJ. I think the leagues that I'm not in with you, anything that's super flex – um, with some sort of depth of roster, I have him a lot of places actually, and and I believe that he can he can be the starter there for sure, and and, and I think he can make a splash in the league. He's got a lot of potential. Yeah, seeing you on board. All Love right, you, TJ. Any, any other uh, any, Dan? You got you got anybody other than uh, than you know sucking up to TJ here? The, the only guy that's that for me, I'm kind of hanging on to that would even be considered a stash is AJ McCarron, just because the Browns seem infatuated with him, or Hugh Jackson seems infatuated with him, and right. uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's changing uh, there. Um, but also, Andy Dalton's not good, so there maybe is a fast route to McCarron playing. Um, he's the only guy that's pretty much a non-starter that I would have any faith in legitimately stashing because I do believe there's some interest in getting him in a team and, and maybe just in a transition period, you know, it, it might only end up being eight games, you know, while somebody gets their guy ready for, for the season. But, uh, I think McCarron, you know, he's cheap and he could pay dividends, especially if he moves on from the Bengals, um, or stays with the Bengals and, you know, maybe they, they, do something else with Dalton, but I think that's kind of far fetched. I, I think McCarron, um, kind of like Glennon, we talked about this last off season. Uh, I think you know he could have a little bit of, of value for a short period of time. Um, not saying he's very good, but you know it could be free value. Well, yeah, stop reading my mind, Dan. This is uh, the, you you stole my guy there. That was immediately. <laughs> me um and then for that exact reason um it is uh, every year there is the one guy who is the trade rumor that was the jimmy g that was the uh mike glennon this last year um that is like the the sexy free agent offseason quarterback the best backup quarterback who's never got a real shot 
um, or, or has gotten minimal shot. And that's going to be McCarron this offseason. So if you're in the buy low, sell high, um, in, in mostly a super flex league, I doubt you'll be able to sell um, McCarron anywhere other than in a super flex league. But that's the type of move you can make now in anticipation of like a freak out in the offseason. And maybe you, maybe you do get a situation where they bench Dalton, the new coach that comes in says, okay, it's time for a change. Let's put McCarron in. And you've got a starter. All right, I've got one more that I want to throw to TJ from a quarterback situation. All three Minnesota quarterbacks, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, and Teddy Bridgewater, all headed to free agency. How many of those three have a starting NFL job next year and have Superflex value? Uh, One, and that's going to be whoever Minnesota starter is. And then then the other two are are done? I think uh, two of them end up back in Minnesota. I think Keenum ends up back as a backup uh, behind whoever, which of the other two they bring back. I personally think it should be Bradford, but, man, that's wide open. No idea. I mean, that's that's just a 51-49 dart throw, I feel like. And Keenum has has got himself some extra money with the way he's played this year, for sure. Uh, he's bought him. Yeah. He's bought him. He's bought an extender on his career for probably five years. Yeah, that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing that I think keeps Keenum out of Minnesota. Is I don't think they're going to be able to afford him. I, I don't know what their cap looks like, but I think he's going to demand a pretty big lump, you know, lump of money. Um, and unless he's willing to take the discount because the Vikings gave him the shot and they've stuck with him this whole time. Um, so I, I think I just to answer the question, even though it was phased to TJ, I'm going to say two because I think Bradford starts somewhere. Uh, even if for a little while, because um, like TJ, I think he's probably the actual best quarterback in this group. He's just never healthy. And when he's not healthy, his eyes drop and he gets killed. And it happens every single time. Um, I still w- want Teddy to succeed, um, but I think he's just got to be a backup for now. Yeah, it's, he didn't look great this uh, this past time. Okay. Um, <laughs> Passive. <laughs> yeah, he looked. He looked. He looked uh, not so good. Not so good. Uh, one more disclaimer here. I want to make sure Mahomes doesn't fit in this group. He should be owned and bought as a yeah, as at least a high QB two starter. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't think anybody. I don't think Mahomes is, is unrostered in any league. And if he is, hundred percent, like go get him. Uh, I got him off a waiver wire in a one QB two weeks ago. Ooh, that's a high upside waiver wire pick right there, boy. Speaking of Mahomes and uh, the most recent uh, draft class, why don't we talk about our favorite app, the Draft app? You hop in, you draft. This isn't uh, this isn't something boring. This isn't sitting around watching your TV. You're doing a draft, and what do we love in the fantasy community? I'm going to say it one more time. Draft. We love to draft, and that's what you're doing on this app. Uh, you hop in, you you know they have a few different setups. You know you can play for any amount of money from nothing. You can do free. That those are fun too, just to compete with your friends. Uh, or you but like fifteen hundred bucks, if you want. Yeah, to. you can. There, there's some. There's some higher stakes in there as well. So, uh, it, it's a weekly event. Drafts are happening every minute, and they fill up quick. You can do private drafts with your friends for money for free. Do whatever you'd like, but make sure you hop in and use our promo code. Eric, what's our promo code? It is RV Radio. RV Radio gets you a free game. So why not hop in and try it for free with your first deposit? Yeah. It's awesome. It's so much fun. And you can Absolutely. find me in the NBA heat check every day. <laughs> All every right. Every so, day. 
TJ TJ is certifying it. So just go search dra- search draft in your app store or go to playdraft.com and come play for free with the promo code RV Radio. Let's move on and talk about uh talk about some players um that had really nice weeks this past week and kind of go through whether or not we think they actually have dynasty valuation. Um, and the first one we kind of hit on earlier, so maybe we don't want to spend as much time on, um, and that is Marquise Goodwin uh, had 10 catches for over 100 yards in Jimmy G's uh, continued breakout. He was kind of his security blanket that runs like a 4-2. Uh, is anybody on the side of buying Goodwin, or if you have Goodwin, is it just sell, sell, sell? I'm I'm on I'm on Goodwin's side here. I know, I know TJ, you know, wasn't uh, not a big fan. We we chatted about it earlier, but um, I think he's a lot more than just a speed guy, and and uh, you know he can he can make some nice catches. He he's looked good pretty much all season. Um, he's been strong. It's they have nothing else there now. Obviously, they're going to look at that position in the off season, but he's been playing so well, and I think he's earned himself a role. He's like a good version of Ted Ginn. Um, there's there's plenty there's plenty of value there, and I'm not really sure what I'd be comfortable giving up. I, I don't think. I don't think a mid to late second is out of question. Um, and I some people might jump at that and be like, what? I said, I think that's out of the question, but go on. I'm just jumping in. Okay. Mid midish late second. I, I think, you know, you're not going to get a ton more upside there. I, I guess it depends on the type of league and all of that jazz, but um, he's, he's proved that he can actually do this and his speed is just, you know, the, the, the break. Um, it's like a good version of John Ross, a good version of Ted Ginn. Yeah, I think that as of right now, Goodwin's become one of those guys to be hard to deal. We've talked about before that there's such a big gap between uh, worth less than a first and more than a second. Well, Goodwin is the lesser version of that, and he is worth less than a second, more than a third at this point because he has become a favorite of Jimmy Garoppolo. And while it's a wide receiver core that is barren and it's likely that they you know, maybe add a receiver in free agency or in the draft or both, I, I think that – you know. The, the very, you know, opportunity of possibly being the number two for Jimmy Garoppolo is, you know, worth more than that third. So you're just not seeing very, not very many trades because he's worth more than the third, less than the second. But he's definitely an intriguing guy to, to follow through the end of the season. See, I think Goodwin is kind of more than a fourth, less than a third. Uh, he's Shani's ex-receiver de facto right now, and he's a good DFS play but the future is very, very dim. He's just going to be a deep shot uh, situational player going forward. Garcon is not going anywhere. Uh, I believe he got five years there. So he's going to be back, and he's going to be the Shanny X, and the Shanny X always dominates targets, and Goodwin has only moved into that role because of injury. Garcon's 84 years old. <laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> how'd Ben Watson do yesterday? I, I'm least. pretty sure that guy died like three years ago. I don't know how he keeps playing. Ten years old. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like 35, I think, is what uh what what he is. Okay. Um, Garson's 31, right? Like he's not. He's, he's, he's got a couple years left, and especially in that possession receiver type of role, uh, those those guys tend to continue for for years kind of beyond what like conventional thinking kind of dictates. So um, it's not, it wouldn't be shocking to me if he played for like another three years, to be honest with you. Um, okay. Let's Great go time, ahead. Sir, yeah. Let's go ahead and move to another, uh, another player that did pretty well. Um, and that is Randall Cobb uh, rose from the dead much to, I assume Ryan McDowell's joy. 
came came yeah, and had a uh, seven reception, eighty-four yard game uh, with a TD. Um, anybody buying that Randall Cobb's anything other than a little bit just sketchy? I'd have a lot more faith. Yeah. I'd have a lot more faith if uh, if I didn't believe he was out of Green Bay. Um, I think they either need to restructure and make that that contract a lot more team friendly. Um, but I, I think they just kind of got to let him go because I think they're going to want to restructure Jordy, even though Jordy looks really washed right now. And I didn't think he was going to get there. Um, but I think the restructure of Jordy and, and big money to Devante is what makes sense for them. Uh, I think they can get a slot guy out of kind of anywhere. Um, but it, it very well could be that Randall wants to stick around and play with Aaron Rodgers, and he'll be willing to take the restructure. But that's a lot of money to give back. Okay, real quick. Real quick, Nathan, you got anything to, to add here? I think that Cobb is kind of the guy that the people who own him are always going to buy you more than the people that don't. And so I don't think there's much of a buying opportunity here because people are likely highly invested in him. But I, I do think that if people were to value him correctly, he would be a buy low, if that makes any sense at this moment. Uh, because even if he does leave Green Bay and he goes to another team, I think that he's a viable number two wide receiver on an NFL team, even if it's not in Green Bay where it's Jordy and, and Devontae Adams. So, I mean, I, I, he's a talented player. He's not as bad as he's been in the last couple of years, but he was when he was being valued as like that second-round startup pick. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the key is that when he, that period of when he was a second-round startup pick, most people still own him from that period and still like cannot fathom for selling, you know, selling for – for pennies on the dollar at that valuation, I think is ultimately what what is driving like the nobody trading Randall Cobb train that is currently happening in, in Dynasty. Um, all right, anything else to add, TJ? You got anything on Cobb before we move on? Somewhat poor man's Doug Baldwin. Uh, he's a good slot receiver. He's not fantastic. Um, he's not quite. Um, he's not going to be a difference maker like Doug is, or maybe Doug was. He's been tough. But that's yeah. been more rust. But uh, Dan, you said Jordy's washed, man. I I actually watched a lot there yesterday, and I didn't see that. I just saw the targets not coming to a guy who is always open. Still, he was open a lot. I will I will say that. But it, it was it was it was frustrating. Um, and there's still some times when he he doesn't look like the Jordy we're used to, but I agree. He gets open pretty darn easily. And it was really surprising, especially considering what Rogers said during the week that he was going to get him back in involved. And he just didn't just wasn't even interested in it. Yeah. Jordy's the circle, man. There's never any corners. No corners. <laughs> there, no. He's like seven 11 always open. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay uh, let's pivot on to another player who uh, I actually I'll just like let I'll just step back and let Dan do the talking here uh, well I don't have the list in front of me but I'm gonna go back and talk about something that TJ mentioned about um, something about Doug Baldwin and he's been tough as of late he hasn't been tough as of late that's Doug Baldwin um, I, I sent out a crazy tweet thread like two months ago I don't remember when it was um, he scores the majority of his point. He scores like 65% of his points in 30% of his games or so. Um, so for those games, he's super awesome. He's a really great guy to have on your roster. That's like a wide receiver four, wide receiver three, maybe problem is, is where his draft capital is or his, his ADP value is now. You're not really able to have him be your 
wide receiver three or wide receiver four on teams. You have to draft as your wide receiver two, and that's killing you over half the time. Um, he's really, really, really awesome on the weeks that he explodes, but yikes. Well, I will uh, I'll pivot off of what Eric was saying. Uh, Dan, our next on the list is Sterling Shepard, and he's on that Giants offense Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr., where the, the quarterback position is definitely uncertain in the future. And just, you know, we'll go through this. Is Eli Manning the 2018 Giants starting quarterback, or is it Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold, and how does that impact Sterling Shepard long term? I think, I think the Giants keep Eli because I think they mend fences now with McAdoo gone. They get rid of whoever else wronged Eli in that process because that was garbage. However bad Eli's been, and whatever. We don't even need to talk about that. You do not do that to uh, <laughs> of what will probably end up being a Hall of Fame quarterback. Just not okay. Um, as far as Sterling Shepard goes, he's been obviously my guy for a long period of time. Um, talking freshman year at Oklahoma. Um, he's he's fit into that offense really, really nicely. I think, I think Ingram plays a lot more like a big outside wide receiver than a you know a slot tight end type of guy uh and that's kind of what we've seen with with tight ends they kind of get that slot role so i think engram kind of transitions and he's played it really well as a the big possession explosive guy um odell is odell you're you're he's just going to be insane no matter what but i think sterling shepherd is just going to kind of eat up underneath he can play down the field too i think we've seen that um he he got pigeonholed as a as a um, a slot guy, but he really can. He's he's more athletic than he was given credit for. Dude can go up and get it. He's he's little. I understand that, but he's a playmaker. Um, that offense is going to be scary if they can figure out any remote sense of a running game. And you know, Eli sticks around for maybe another year or two. Uh, I, I think they draft a uh, a quarterback relatively early and just kind of let him develop and and hope that it turns into something. And I think they play Eli for as long as Eli wants to play because, you know, they, they kind of have to at this point. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on Shepard now that the uh, the love fest is coming to an end here? <laughs> I mean, he is what he is. He's probably a second-round value, uh, something like that. He needs second round, OBJ. Second-round rookie pick? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I disagree with that, but all you right. Need to, you need to loosen that hat up. I think it's got a stranglehold on your brain. Too high? <laughs> too high. I'll tell you what. I would I would easily take Sterling Shepard over Martavis Bryant. Some of us like talent. Some of us like... <laughs> some, some of us like points. <laughs> oh, so OBJ goes down. Okay. Anyway, Angram is we're going to get to Ingram in a minute so I I won't go too in depth on that but uh well maybe we can talk about Ingram in this vein too since he's kind yeah, of yeah maybe, maybe that, maybe that makes Ingram sense uh you, you got one more year of Eli they are definitely taking a first round quarterback they don't have a choice uh Eli has been what what's the best way to describe him subpar or poor I mean no I, I think you can just go with not good he's been not good okay. forever He's been not good forever, other than that one Super Bowl game. I mean, he's built a career off two plays that two other guys made. So, <laughs> Hi, Frank. <laughs> What's up, Perino? 
Scott Barrett, all you Giants fans. Ooh, last names. We're to get investigated by FBI here. Yeah, dropping names. The mob is after us. I was just thinking of Giants fans that are silly people. <laughs> all right, so back to Ingram, back to Ingram and Shepard. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll kick to Nathan to give his thoughts on Ingram since he hasn't added that in, and I and I don't actually think he even got a chance to talk on the Sterling side yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk on the, the Giants receivers here. I think that you know all around whether it's Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram, or Sterling Shepard, all of them will benefit from Eli Manning not being their quarterback and. I think that they do invest in that, you know, one of those two quarterbacks, either Rosen or Darnold in the draft. And they maybe they try and move, move on from Eli via trade. If not, they, they have Eli play the Kurt Warner role that, that Warner played for Eli and that he plays the first couple of games and then ends up mentoring however useful that may be. So uh, I, I think that the Giants invest early and that ends up being a good thing for the future of all those wide receivers and tight ends. But I – Shepard is, is the kind of guy that he's going to end up being that th- the third target in the offense. Ingram is one of the better tight ends we've seen come out, you know, in the last 10, 15 years at the tight end position. So um, it, it's tough to be the third option in an offense, but I think that Shepard will be okay and be like a high-end wire receiver four, low-end wire receiver three in fantasy at least. Okay, yeah, I, I actually like Shepard. Uh, it does seem like people are very hyperbolic on him, either love him or really – Think he's worth a third round pick, TJ. Uh, so I said second. I said oh, second. second round pick. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Shepard's in the hands of somebody who likes him at this point, which makes him tough to purchase. But I do like it. I do like his prospects. He's clearly shown that he can uh, he can produce when he's out there with on an island with literally nobody around him. So um, he's the type of player that I could I could see if if, if the purchase price is like a lateish first a 108 to or later i think i'm on board with purchasing shepherd in that range uh maybe that's too high for most people I'm, I'm pretty sure dan's on board with that as well uh but and then ingram has looked terrific as well so i'm just not sold on the idea that manning is done yet. uh that they might start moving the needle but he hasn't been the problem um after his benching and even before his benching he hasn't been the problem so he's not great but it's always tough to go away from one of those mid uh, mid-tier quarterbacks. I mean, the Bengals have been holding on to Andy Dalton for years and years and years because they're unable to move on in that sense. So um, I don't know. I mean, maybe they do draft, but I'm not sure that they use like a top four, top five pick on a, on a QB when they have Manning. I think they might take a couple more dart throws. Um, all right. Is there any other thoughts on that, that Giants receiving core? I know, Dan, you didn't get a, cha- a chance to talk on Ingram, but we're running a bit long here. No, I did. I mentioned Ingram. Excellent. All right. Um, let's do Hold on. Hold on. Odell Beckham is good. OBJ is good. All right, perfect. Let's do one more player and then we'll wrap the show here. And that's a player that we like have been ignoring for weeks and weeks and weeks. And that is Keelan Cole, who's just continuing to be productive in like wide receiver four range. And continues to essentially be free. Uh, so I guess is this a guy? This is a dynasty show, and I mean he is a guy who's producing. Is this the the second coming of Alan Hearns in this offense? I wouldn't say quite Alan Hearns. We did talk about the the wide receiver configuration in Jacksonville uh, a few weeks ago when Keelan Cole was kind of getting you know at least into the offense and how whether they let Robinson go or Lee go and how that affects things and along with Westbrook. So I, I think that the way this plays out is that. They let either Lee or Robinson go, 
and then Lee or Robinson's the one, Westbrook's the two, and then Keelan Cole is the three. And if you're interested in investing in the number three in the Blake Bortles offense and the way that Blake Bortles has been playing as of late, he's going to get that extension and it's going to be terrible for the Jaguars' future. But <laughs> no way. He's not getting that extension. He's absolutely going to. He's uh, going to get the extension. And so Keelan Cole's going to be the number three in a Blake Bortles offense. He, he's a guy that you can't really get much in a trade, but you not really optimistic for the future either. So, um, I mean, I, I guess he's a sell, but I'm not sure what you can really get either. I can think I it's just fair say, to say – oh, go, go. you can cut oh, that out, Eric. Go ahead, TJ. Sorry, buddy. All I want to say is we would not be talking about him today if Marquise Lee did not go down on the first possession or second possession, whatever it was. We wouldn't be talking about Probably him today. True. It would not be happening. Lee would have put up 46 DK points, and we would only be talking about Marquise Lee. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Dan. Sorry. That that's exactly what I was gonna say. Uh Keelan Cold Day happened because Marquise Lee died. Uh and I honestly thought it was gonna be DD Day. Uh, or just D Day. That's a different day. Whatever. I'm right on board with Nathan in this whole process. Um it, it's gonna be one of Robinson or Lee. Uh they cut ties with Hearns because I think they have to. Westbrook's the two. Uh, Keelan's been really good, though. I, I, he's he's shown that he's definitely deserving of of at least some looks, uh, but I, it won't be consistent enough for him to have any real dynasty value. He's obviously worth a roster spot at this point. Um, but yeah, like like you guys said, I, I don't know what you're what you're expecting for value out of him. I mean, he was he's still free in a lot of leagues, uh, I mean, he, so you're not going to be able to turn around for any no real. What's that? said he might still be on a waiver wire in a league or two at this point. Oh, yeah. No, there's plenty. I can think of a few off the top of my head where I'd be able to just go pick him up right now if I wanted to. Um, but if, you're, if your goal is to flip, it's not really going to be worth it. He, he's almost better to just keep on your team and see what does come out of the Jaguar situation. Because if, for some crazy reason, they move on from, <laughs> from uh, Bortles, which they should, but they won't, um, you know that that could then bring in a potential for three wide receivers getting work there. Um, but yeah, like Nathan said, you, you don't want the wide receiver three in a Bortles led offense, even though he's been playing quite well as of late. All right, on that, we'll go ahead and wrap the show and uh, let's go back and visit our poll here real quick. Um, we are, I think, I'm the winner this week for the first time ever. It is 51% Kenyon Drake and 49% Carlos Hyde. I said 52-48. That's sick. Oh, uh, we tied. We tied because I said 50-50. I think um, TJ said 52-48, uh, Kenyon Drake as well. <laughs> well, I, I was under. You guys went over. That's Price is Right rules. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because one Don't number. Don't make me go happy Gilmore on you, Bob Barker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TJ. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, man. Uh, have a blast. Yeah, make sure you go check out TJ. You can find him on Twitter at TJ Calkins. Um, you can also find his writing on 2QB, uh, DLF, Dynasty Command Center, and Power Hour Pod. Um, make sure if you enjoy the show, you go out, rate, and review the pod. Uh, five-star ratings help people find the show, and that helps us uh, a ton when we're looking for things uh, for listeners and people are looking for Dynasty content. So um, on that note, I think for Nathan, Dan, and myself, we will catch up with you guys in two weeks. Everybody, please have a merry, merry Christmas, safe travels, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys next time.
Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. The Gap Factory Labor Day Sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.